Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast. My name is Dan Oliverio, and I'm a public speaker and author and chubby chaser. And today we're going to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. Um, it's a warm day here in sunny Los Angeles, and um, it's just going to get hotter. Mm. I don't like that sound of that at all. No. Uh, that's uh, it's bumming me out. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Trevor Keeson. I'm a super chub. I'm a writer. Um, and I am uh, I'm feeling the climate despair this mm. week. Um, it, the the world might not get hotter is the good news. <laughs> Doubtful. It might just stay as hot as it is. I'm sorry. Right. Which which world were you speaking of? Our world. Oh, the, oh. the, the world, the, the round world, the human world. <laughs> yeah, I think that's gone. Uh, my name is Michael. I'm a chaser, and uh, I. I, I need a break. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, it's one of those months. Hey there, my name is Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living in sunny Hollywood. And today I intend to be heavily air conditioned the entire day. Mm. Which improves my You have the best drugs, Don. <laughs> Welcome back to the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Thank you for spending another hour with us. It's so good to hear your voice again. That's right. We can hear you while yeah, you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one breathing in the car, aren't you? <laughs> breathing or breeding? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got some weird energy going today. We do, we do, we do, we do. It's because it's hot. <laughs> it's not uh, that hot. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's just, you know, we're going to dive right on it. Because <laughs> we have stuff to talk about? Yes, is we there, do. Is there something real? Yes, that, that we have. We're uh, we're in pop culture now. <laughs> as, as our, uh, I like to. I thought of a name for the the fictional driver who's always screaming, clutching uh, the wheel. They're Schrodinger's car. Oh, okay. Because they might exist, but they also don't exist. And there's no way to until prove. they until they crash. I'm yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, speaking of driving, Don gave Yay. us this little lovely thing. Um, from the root, which is the funky boutique mm. savage. I don't know if it, but how you pronounce the savage X Fenty. Uh, anyway, uh, I like mark. savage by, so I'll say savage by Fenty uh, can handle the curves and run all the lights in their latest campaign, which I just thought was delightful, which is Rihanna's fashion company. Yes. yes. Which recently made her a billionaire. Yeah. She totally. just kind of crossed into that threshold, which, you know, Oh, what happens when you make uh your clothing accessible to fat people. They buy it in uh, <laughs> <Droves>. mass quantities. <laughs> so it's, it's a beautiful photo spread uh, featuring a all female motorcycle. Mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't be a motorcycle gang club crew crew. crew. Okay. Crew group um, who are mostly like these beautiful, large uh, women yeah. on bikes. And and I think mostly of color. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mostly of color. All, all black, mm. all black women. Yeah. Just gorgeous. Um, and they and they're fabulous too. They get all dressed up. Apparently their thing they, no matter they what they're heels. doing is they yeah, they wear these like incredible heels everywhere they go. Um and they're repping uh the latest Acme for is it for bags specifically or was it uh, for lingerie so and also they're um launching a, a new perfume, Eau de Fenty. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Eau de Fenty. Eau de Fenty. Is that like um Enorme. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's a thirty. Rock. Everything you should know this by now. Every joke that I make that's a reference. Everything is a I don't rock get joke. is thirty rock. Okay. Yes, just assume thirty rock and, and maybe Futurama okay. Okay. at some point. Um, I mean, sort of. It's a it's gender neutral, which is always I think. I mean, 
I think all scents are gender neutral in reality. Like, it's not like if you buy a, a, a perfume for women, it's going to burn your skin. If you don't identify as a woman. You were saying the lingerie was gender neutral. Like, yes. That's, that's no, no, hard. The, the perfume, that's, yeah. Because so, so, few, so few perfume bottles come with testicles or something like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like the nuts. <laughs> I like the bottle. It's a uh, just kind of very um, classic. It's amber. It just kind of looks like a little. It reminds me of like old medicine bottles. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. cool. I do like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we love it. Yeah. Rihanna. Rihanna saving the Go world. Rihanna. With uh, <laughs> and laundry. the caramel curves. Yes. I like that. Uh, I want if if and when the apocalypse that if and when the apocalypse. That's what I did. One more time, one more time, and otherwise I'll just abandon it. If and when did the apocalypse happens, <laughs> I want the four uh, horsemen to be uh, the caramel curves, just kind of huh? riding uh, flaming motorcycles down. You from have the, sky. the best images, <laughs> uh, and I'll just be like, awesome, and then <laughs> then my head me. will explode. <laughs> so check it out. Link on our website. Yes. Yep. Um, what is strange loop? I, I looked oh, at this and now yes. I can't remember what it is. A strange this, loop. Yes. This is really amazing. So like so many theater productions during the pandemic, it got closed because New York closed and everything closed, mm. but it actually won the Pulitzer for uh, 2020 for, um, for drama. It is one of a very, very few number of shows that won that it's a musical that won a Pulitzer. I think it's only 10. And it is, I believe, the only Pulitzer winning musical to have a black composer, lyricist, and book writer. Mm. And what makes it relevant to our show is it's basically uh, the author examining in this sort of metaphysical musical format uh, his identity as a black, queer, fat performer. Mm. And it's um, it's, a, it's an amazing show. Um if and I think we're going to have a link to it on our, mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe, um, the, so this was sent to us by a listener. Um, so maybe we'll like drop in a little snippet of the trailer here. Sure. I am a Disney usher. I'm barely scraping by my discontentment comes in many shapes and sizes. When I wake up each morning, I tell myself to try. I tell myself that I will make no compromises. You write musicals. Yeah. Awesome. Have you seen Hamilton? <laughs> Blackness, queerness, fighting back to fill this cis and all-white space With a portrait of a portrait of a portrait of a black queer face And a choir full of black queer voices, treble clap And also bass that are casting spells you conjure up a Big black and queer as American Broadway The musical is about Usher, who is coincidentally named the same as his day job <laughs> uh, as an Usher for the Lion King musical mm-hmm. in, on Broadway. And it's so as Dan said, it's kind of him navigating his identity. And he's backed by a uh, kind of a Greek chorus of uh, it's six all black, all queer um, ensemble kind of who he's having these conversations with. It's like the voices in his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's also uh, so he's an Usher for the Lion King musical on Broadway, but he's also ghostwriting begrudgingly 
a Tyler Perry show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I think it's a great choice for the Pulitzer. Uh, some other recent Pulitzer winners that people may know of, uh, of course, is um, Hamilton, uh, Sunday in the Park with George. Uh, I'm speaking of the musicals that were won the Pulitzers. It was supposed to have a revival uh, in 2020 this summer. Sorry. <laughs> it was supposed to have a revival in 2021 this summer, but I think that was kind of put on hold. Um, but thankfully, because of, it seems fairly easy to stage, hopefully that's just delayed. Um, and oh, it's it's a producer's dream to stage. It's great. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Time is a fat circle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of memes lately of people like talking about like, oh my God, I can't believe 2020 is almost over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have friends who say, no, this is still fiscal 2020. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Ugh. <sighs> we done with this shit yet. Yeah, it's don't get big mood. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, we'll we're uh, we're coming back around to that one. Speeding right along with uh, the uh, alongside the caramel curves. We're all on yeah. motorcycles now. <laughs> we're uh, an apocalyptic uh, motorcycle game, and we're veering into Fat Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fat Watch. 2020. <laughs> it's a joke. I know I said 2020 this time. Um, so I stumbled across this and I just love it. Bon Appetit has started. What? I didn't know it was Bon Appetit. Yeah. Well, it's so it's a subheader of Bon Appetit called Healthy Ish. Um, and they have been doing this um, column called Person of Interest where they highlight just different different people who you should have on your radar. Um, and their latest two are fat people, which you love to see. Also fat people of color, mm -hmm. um, love to see it more. Um, one of which was Jaina Schmiding, who is from Rutherford Falls, which season one is out. You should watch it. Season two is coming. Watch it so we get season three. I haven't seen it. Is there? It is one of the smartest sitcoms you'll see. It's. I remember um, talking about do you it. Remember, do you know the premise? Like before it came out. Yeah, I remember because we did we did our little preview of it. Yeah, so it's basically this small, uh, vaguely midwestern town where the the descendant of the town of the, the white descendant of the town's founder, and uh, this Native American woman who's in charge of the cultural center. They're best friends. But the sitcom is largely about how do you talk about the town's history mm. from these two very different perspectives. Right. Mm -hmm. and I remember the commentary being basically this is what Parks and Rec should have been. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. What service is this streaming on? It's on Peacock. Okay. Um, and she's the lead in the show, right? Yeah. yeah, she is very much so. And also I think she has a hand in the writing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, which she talks about in her interview with Healthy-ish. And she's mainly talking about her identity as a Native woman and how that intersects with food and wellness and just kind of the, how wellness is so white and um, the colonization of the diets of native people and just kind of trying to reclaim the identity around food and the culture around food and trying to rebuild that because it's been wiped out. I, I thought it was interesting and remind me the name of the other person from the other. Jessamine Stanley. Yeah. What it really resonated with me about her article is she's talking about how you know, she's a black woman who's a yoga instructor and she always felt this sort of sense of imposter syndrome mm -hmm. mm. and, and having to work through, and she talks about this in the article, having to work through her own, her own sense of her, her own inner white supremacy. Like she's not entitled to do this. And the thing that was striking me as I read the article was like, but you know, white people didn't, it, it, white people comes from India, yoga comes from India 
and it's not part of the, you know, Northern European tradition. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, to me, it's sort of odd that, you know, but we consider it here in Los Angeles, you know, you think yoga instructor, you don't think somebody from India, you think of some very, very slender, very, very blonde white woman. Or oh, some yeah. very very yeah. fit, I mean, you it's know, been, white brunette guy. I get her. I get her thinking on absolutely, it. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Very much absorbed by white mainstream yeah. culture. But if you think it through, it's like, yeah. where the hell did that come from? And I think that's, that's what Trevor is pointing to. Fashionable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Trevor, that's what Trevor is pointing to in uh, the article by Jane Schmiding that a lot of these practices that are quote unquote wellness, they're actually just sort of white people's invention of wellness. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, it's not like the native Americans didn't have wellness or didn't have a culture of healthy cuisine or, and what does that need even to say healthy cuisine? So it's, it's just this unpacking of all this colonialism, which is really wonderful to read through. One thing that I really liked about Jana's interview was that she talks about the, the culture of, of food and gathering around food in her, in her native American heritage that has been sort of eroded by, I guess our sort of American standard for what should food should be used for Mm -hmm. where like food in her culture. And I would say in a healthy culture should be something to gather around and to celebrate brings people together. It's like Mm -hmm. having, sharing a meal with people is greater Mm -hmm. than just eating, you know, consuming calories. It, It is a, a bonding experience and that that you know gets mistreated essentially by our culture which treats food like it's a sin like if you mm-hmm. eat yeah. for anything other than just you know fueling your body then you are you're not allowed to enjoy it like it's obviously not everybody thinks that way but there is this sort of group think that that makes you feel guilty for wanting to just enjoy a meal like i just watched I, i've watched it before but i watched a college humor video um written by Reka from years ago. And she, it's basically like her and her friends sitting in a, a, a fine restaurant and it's the end of the meal. And they're like, Oh, we're so stuffed. And then the waitress says, Oh, who would like dessert? And she's the one person at the table. Who's like, I'll look at a menu and everyone else just shames her for the mm. rest of the skit. And then like her blow up at the end is like, don't assign morality to food. Mm-hmm. Like if I want dessert, that's fine. And I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like that take, I guess. And Jana talks a lot about stuff like that. I just quickly have to say, so we were out with uh, a bunch of Dan's friends and the same thing happened. It was just, you know, dessert. I was like, I would like dessert. And everyone's like, Oh no, no, I don't want dessert. Couldn't possibly. And mm, I was like, okay, but like, this is my dessert. Yeah. Because <laughs> then everyone was like, yep. oh, I just want to taste. That's exactly how the, that's the punchline at the end of the skit is that she gets her cake and she's enjoying it. And then everyone goes, well, I'll have one bite yeah. and dives in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's one thing, but it's like, there was like, I don't know, was it six of us, eight of us? It was a lot. It was, and it's like, that's, it's, it's not that big. Like, that was no, my childhood. This is my I would want dessert. I would, my mom would shame me for wanting dessert. Mm. And then my mom would eat half my dessert. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I going back, kind of to wrap this up healthy ish. Um, I love to see it from Bon Appetit, especially after kind of, mm. I don't know how many people are familiar with the shit storm at Bon Appetit last, I don't know if it was last year or actually the year before that. Cause you know, time is a fat circle. He was in one of the twenties, um, <laughs> but they're, they're trying. And I think this is, I love it more, more fat people talking about their identities and where, how they intersect with food and um, yeah. movement and wellness. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, <sighs> I think that uh, leads us unwillingly into our main subject. Uh, which is, we're veering. It's more motor. We need motorcycle sounding. Revving. Um, I feel like I'm the only person here that could claim caramel curves. So <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have to be. The, we're not. We're, you know, we'll be the. <laughs> Um, Queenie Curves. I don't know. <laughs> so this starts with a mailbag, actually, but it, it will broaden into a larger topic. Let's yes. quickly. So I'll start. Uh, a listener writes in and says, uh, question hopefully for the next mailbox. How are you guys feeling uh, with Big Bayou around the corner and the Delta variant cases on the rise? Uh, Lazy Bear just took place last week, and now a bunch of bears that attended are coming out with their positive COVID test results. And that ev- event had vaccine polities, mass mandates are coming back to San Francisco, et cetera. Uh, stay safe, sending big hugs from San Francisco. And that does just sort of raise the broader question. It's a great question. Yeah. It's a good question. And the same thing, by the way, happened in P Town for Bear Week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. There was an outbreak. Now, so- and I guess the first thing to address, which is the first point Dan brought up, was. The, about P-Town. Basically, the only one person ended up in the hospital, I think is what you said. Yeah, there was Even only, though there was an outbreak. And it's important to say that, yes, it is true that, you know, I think they said 75% of the cases were among vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. But right. in that population, everybody was yeah. vaccinated. Everyone yeah. was vaccinated. So if there was ever going to be an outbreak, of course it would be among vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, I mean, I think one person went to the hospital. Uh, it, was, it was not a huge deal. And of course, the people who weren't infected you know, I think far outnumbered the people who were infected, Mm -hmm. but it does bring up that question of how do we feel safe? Do we feel safe? Um, as, as somebody I read online said, the vaccine is not a force field. Right. (laughs) So I guess to start this with the right context, we've, we have talked about this a little bit outside of the show and, and gotten, you know, we've, we've started to bat some thoughts around, but we actually wanted to sort of work through this live. So we haven't, we haven't decided anything, um, but Trevor, you had an interesting- Regarding to whether or not we will be attending big- uh, Right, because that's yeah. the question that's being yes. raised is like, is it safe to go to events? Mm. Not obviously not just Big Bayou, but any yeah. large gathering of people. And big, big, it's about Big Bayou because that's the next that's one. That's the yeah. next one. That's not, we're not singling yeah. out that event. It's just happens to be on the radar. And Trevor, you had an interesting context for this about going to events in general. And like, do you remember what it was? No. No. Like you just, you <laughs> go expect like. So there is a phenomenon that happens at, at any gay event. It doesn't. And of course, therefore Chub Chaser events. Oh yes. I and it's that. a phenomenon that is jokingly referred to as kennel cough. Cause you get all these men together. Yes. A bunch yeah. of dogs together <laughs> and they get kennel cough. Mm. Uh, well, and I see. So yeah. So now I remember. If I just <laughs> <laughs> so basically anytime I go to an event, I expect to leave the event sick, whether it's just a cold or a flu or something just because so many people are descent, not only just so many people descending on one place, but so many people traveling, going on airplanes, yeah. mm-hmm. possibly multiple airplanes. Well, and literally and, getting in your face. Yeah. And this is not singling out gay events. Cause like, no. I, this happens to me when I go to comic con yeah. yeah. game developers, conferences, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm going to get sick a few days afterwards. I would argue it's probably worse at uh, cons. Cause I know so many people that go to cons and like, they also have, I was talking about like my routine, about like I ha- I take vitamin C every day. I have lots of stuff. I, I'm making sure I'm extra hydrated and everything. Like everything I need to, that I know like helps my immune system. Um, and I know <laughs> friends who go to you know cons either 
doing cosplay stuff or even just like as vendors, like they they have so many layers of preparation that they go through. And this was like pre pandemic. Yeah, this is even, not yeah. even during like, yeah. And we should also say that, you know, they go through all this. People often get sick and yet people are still going. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. has not been a deterrent. Yeah. Up to this. And this is the first real test of that is like mm-hmm. now that we are in a, a, a pandemic COVID world. Um, and I think most of us were hoping really hard mm-hmm. uh, that the vaccine would by, you know, by the time the end of August, early September came around would have gotten us somewhere close to herd immunity. And that would be helping significantly. And the, uh, I think the Delta variant has been the giant wild card in that whole well, equation. That and the people who refuse to be vaccinated. Sure. Who right, are rooting yeah. for the virus. Right. Yeah. And which we and, knew there would, there would be some of, but. And with Big Bayou, it also has to be mentioned, it's in Louisiana, which well, is one of the hardest hit states mm-hmm. right now. It is, and, although they do have a mask mandate. Is that, they, they upheld it? Yeah, they, but, they, they've, they but we've it. really not seen much proof that places like Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Well, and, and just because, again, it's it's an event. So most people aren't going to be from there. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, and, um, so, you know, as part of, you know, we've been talking about this kind of behind the scenes. So, you know, New Orleans, Louisiana does have the mask mandate right now, but it's set to expire on September 1st, which is basically right when the event starts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. while it could be extended, it's that's up in the air. We don't know that it'll be extended. Or we don't a, know. And like I was pointing out, what about the people who are coming from Florida? Yes. Like they've never had a mask mandate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I mean, maybe some and localities. This is, but. Now, and this is probably a good time to also say that um, the, the people running Big Bayou yes. have taken actions to uh, to try and put certain, like, I think there's a, you either have to present a, a valid vaccination card or a negative COVID test to gain uh, admittance within yeah. a certain amount of time of, mm-hmm. of getting it. So like they're going through the steps that they can go through. I think like they're doing the responsible thing. And there is a mask mandating plate it place in new Orleans, but that may not apply to, let's say the hospitality suite yeah. because it's a private, right. Event. It's a private event. Now and, you could wear a mask in the hospitality mm-hmm. suite, you know, and I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong. If you guys know, I don't think the event itself has a mask mandate. It does. Not. The event does not. The hotel yeah. as being part of the city does. So it's, there are different layers to Mm -hmm. it, but keep in mind, like, yeah, you can wear a mask if you want, but masks protect other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if the doofus who's refused to get vaccinated and is carrying around the fake vaccine card decides he doesn't want to wear a mask around you, I love that somebody is willing to pay $400 for a fake (laughs) vaccine card, but not get one for free. Right. Just get an actual event. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole, I, I don't think logic ever has. Well, really they think they're sticking it. it to the liberals. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So yeah. So there's a lot of elements at play. We as a group have not actually decided what we want to do. I think we're leaning towards caution, but I think maybe we open up the floor to mm-hmm. like, what is everyone thinking? I mean, for me, and this, <laughs> I had this, I think I told somebody that there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who are very risk averse and people who are very prone to risk and they marry each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who could you possibly be referring to? So like I, I'm pretty confident that if I went to, you know, the going to big Bayou, I would probably not be sick. And if I were, it would be minor. So, I mean, if it were just me, I would go and, you know, pay my money, take my chances. I think I'd be fine. Mm. 
Don raised one of the best counter arguments I have ever heard to that logic, however. <laughs> <laughs> and his counter argument, well, do you just want to say it? Yeah, uh, basically, if you go and you get COVID, you have no way to get home. We're because we're on a flight. Yeah, You can't fly back. So the two options you're going to have is either to rent a car and drive while sick with COVID across country to get back to your apartment or have to house yourself for two weeks in in New Orleans mm-hmm. during their biggest tourist season of the year. <laughs> also hurricane season. Also hurricane season, <laughs> um, which honestly would bankrupt me. Like I, yeah, I can't tough. afford two weeks. Well, and then, and then there's the even the, what I call the even worst case scenario where you do require some sort of medical care yeah. or hospitalization. Yeah. And you are in this unfamiliar city. I'm not going to well, cast aspersions well, on the medical care. Hospitals are, they're full. Over, yes. Yeah. They are yeah. one of this, like we said earlier, like they are, they're, they're turning capacity. people away. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. there is someone dying on their front doorstep and they don't have oxygen to give them. So yeah. while my plan A, which I consider the most likely plan, which is go not get sick or get a, or, or, or be, you know, minorly inconvenienced, there is really no good plan B for what if it yeah. doesn't happen mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel really screwed. Yeah. Um, which is not like me. Cause normally I would go to something like this. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, you know, they have swamp boats. So, you know, I <laughs> don't really want to go. A, there's yeah. a way, like, I think we are all dying to go. Yes. Like, for, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Interesting like choice of words. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the thing that, I mean, these are all valid points. And I think I generally tend to be a, a risk taker, although COVID has, you know, it just makes me go back and forth. A friend of mine who is vaccinated who works from home um, got COVID a couple weeks ago and he recovered from the illness, but he still has not gotten his sense of taste and smell back. Which is kind of terrifying. Mm -hmm. Which is horrifying. Like to me, that is worse than any of the other, like, you know, non-life-threatening side effects, like lingering side effects of COVID. That's one of my big things is like, you know, Dan saying he's confident about everything. I'm fairly confident I would be okay. I'm vaccinated, everything. But I'm more concerned about the long-term effects like that. Because mm-hmm. um, I do know people, I mean, this was, you know, people who had COVID before who were like, are just kind of getting their sense of smell and taste back. But like, it's not the same. Yeah. Like things taste different to them. Yeah. Um, And just all, you know, you're seeing so much about people with long COVID with, these bizarre symptoms that they have after the illness when they've, you know, quote unquote recovered. Yeah. Um, And some of them with the vaccinated too. Yes. And I don't know if we want to get into this, but you know, it's not just, I mean, we're talking about the events, but you know, people's weddings have been put on Mm -hmm. hold. Yeah. Uh, Other big group events have been put on hold and, you know, big Bayou was supposed to happen in 2020 and they postponed it. I mean, Mm -hmm. and and you got to get the fact that it was supposed to go on in 2020 means that they were planning it in early days of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have been living with this event since 2019, launched, supposed to go into 2020, COVID hits, they postponed it a year. Everybody thought, oh, geez, a year? Postponing it till the fall of 2021? Sure, mm-hmm. that's got to be plenty of time. And But you still have to reorganize everything. You still have to redo everything. Mm-hmm. You still have to renegotiate everything. There's a lot of time and then And money. to have that happen again, I, I don't think that's yeah. possible. And so- 
I really feel for the event organizers, whether it's Big Bayou or Cannonball or mm -hmm. anybody. I mean, who knows? Bigger Vegas is only in July of 2022. Yeah. How's that going to look? Well, yeah, okay. I think we, I think the- <laughs> Oh, God. The Why? <laughs> Why did you say that? Well, because we don't know what this yeah. is. We thought well, a year ago, I a year know. would be enough. The, yeah. And what I, I, here's what I'm saying. I just, I, I, my point is that I really, really feel for these event producers who have no way to predict and in many cases, very limited ways to reschedule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will for, yes. So regarding that, like whatever we decide, like if, if we end up canceling or if, if I end up canceling, um, I'm not, I personally am not going to ask for a refund of my ticket. I'll just, they can, yeah. I know that they probably make money in other ways, like excursions and like that's, that, that's not all of it. But they can, you know, it sucks for everybody and I can afford, like, I can let them keep that. Yeah, I, I, that, that, it breaks my heart to have someone try that hard for yeah. something that, you know, I mean, believe me, there are easier and, ways to make money. Honestly, for something <laughs> that, you know, that feels needed right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, I would, I need to be around some people. I need to mm -hmm. get away from my apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to enjoy, like, Please, if you're listening, don't feel like we're ever going to condemn you yeah. for going to this thing because we get it. We get the want. We get the need. And I love New Orleans. Yeah. But at this point, I, I feel like, and, and you can edit this out if you feel it's inappropriate to say over the air, but like I feel like we can't endorse going to any sort of event right now based on the 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 statistics we're seeing and all that sort of thing. It's it's risky right now because the Delta variant is out there and the Lambda variant is on the rise. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, so, I mean, I don't know about endorse. I think it's just valid of us to say, we don't really know what to do yet. And, yeah. and if you don't either, that makes sense to us. And if well, you're going, yeah. I get it. And if you're not going, I get it. In, in, I'm just saying we're not going to condemn anyone. Absolutely. But I don't think, I think we're, I don't think we're going to put the big fat gay podcast brand of absolute safety on anything either. No. Well, I mean, you just have to do what's best for you. And there's some people that just they need this at this point and it is yeah. just kind of it is worth the risk to them um, and they're driving to the event so there's not yeah. a risk of getting stranded there and uh, yeah. there was someone posting on the the event app um you know they've had covid twice <sighs> and they're vaccinated i think it was um both cases were pre vaccination yeah um like one was at the very very like they were one of the first people with covid kind of you know back in march or february man and then they had it again in december and they are being, you know, taking many steps to be as careful as they can, but still feeling comfortable to go to the event and, you know, party and everything, mm -hmm. which, you know, well, God, it, it, God, God bless you. Well, but no, that makes sense to me because if you've had COVID <laughs> twice, you, you do have some sense of how you do with COVID. It's not the big mystery that, people like us are dealing with is like, what if I get COVID? What will that be like for me? Mm -hmm. Will I lose my sense of taste and smell forever? Or will I just be sneezing for a week? You know, right. we, yeah. This person has some real life, has some lived experience in their body for that. And I think that might give them some comfort and some power in the decision-making. Mm -hmm. Whereas for us, it's just one big question mark. Well, yeah. it's, so, it, it's so unknown, which is what we're seeing, which is why like, you know, the, the I don't think there's anyone that listens to us isn't vaccinated <laughs> but if who knows if you are if you are the schrodinger's car <laughs> um and just like well i don't know about this please get vaccinated there is there is so yeah. much at this point literature you can read 
people who've done, you know, because you want to see the research or whatever. People have done the research. People have neatly packaged it. And it, I, the, I, the longer we go with lower vaccination rates, the more chances the virus has to just kind of mutate out of control and blow through the, the vaccination, yeah. the vaccine. I, I would say this and, you know, maybe I'll get shit for this, but if you are not vaccinated or on the, or on the fence about being vaccinated, I promise you it has nothing to do with the vaccine. Yeah. This is a different mm-hmm. issue you're working through. And you see this from the people who like, they just needed to talk to a doctor. Well, why didn't they talk to a doctor? Yeah. So, because, because then when this, once they start talking to the doctor, they're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I should mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Or the people who are like, absolutely not. I will never do it. I'll absolutely never do it. Again, that's not about the vaccine. That's about something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <sighs> where are people leaning right now? Like I, I'm, <laughs> I will say that I am leaning towards canceling. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I have been, I have been, I am an eternal pessimist and I have been working very hard to not do that. And I think I, I have to say, to I've been doing a good job. <laughs> you have, you have, because we had this little, we had that little, I don't I wouldn't call it a fight, but it was that thing where you were like, absolutely not about something else. Mm. And I was like, don't kill my hope. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I know we're probably not going, but don't say it like that. <laughs> and, and you've been really wonderful yeah. about being like, you know, maybe if things get it better, could be better. But it's just like, I don't know the fact that I woke up the other morning and I, so I tweeted about this the other morning uh, or I guess night, you know, whatever I was having a dream that I was, having a conversation with some random girl I went to high school with, and she was just expressing climate despair stuff. And I, in my dream kind of gave this impassioned speech about, you know, I think things are getting better. I think people are waking up. And then I woke up to the news that like <laughs> the New York times, no, article. actually things are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've got 10 minutes I mean, to put I the planet right. Yeah. Um, Basically. If, it, if we work really hard, we, it cannot get worse. Which, but we're uh, past the point of reversing. Yeah. Um, which, you know, not great to wake up to after that, <laughs> that dream where I'm but like, you made that speech. Yes. In my dream. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've really been watching to see like, okay, it could get better, but also like I'm at the point where it's like, I don't know what would make me feel comfortable going at this point. I'm at like 80% not going just because. Well, that was something that, that I kept trying to put to you was, mm-hmm. I get that you are uncomfortable going, but what would be the circumstance in which you would feel comfortable? And it's very hard to answer that. Yeah, it's very hard it, to answer that. Yeah. We keep getting more of like, don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's just so yeah. many things and just seeing these states that are surging, like setting themselves, like they're on fire and it's like, hand me the gasoline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I well, mean, no, it's like the state's on fire and the have, governor's prohibiting all fire departments. Yes. You know? We have very, like, we have very specific test balloons going up with, like, big, what was it, Big Bear Weekend? Lazy Bear uh, Weekend. Lazy Bear, Bear week Weekend. Lazy Bear, yeah. Where, like, they took the bright precautions, from what I understand, mm-hmm. and people were freaking, vaccinated. Can I just say, for those who don't know, Lazy Bear Weekend is an outdoor event. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and there were so many infections there amongst the vaccinated. Like mm. that is, well, but again, of course, amongst the vaccinated, because they're all vaccinated. Well, yes. right. But, but still, I am vaccinated. Right. And I'm thinking about going to an event just like yeah, that. There you but, go. All right. Yeah, no fair. fair I feel fair. like I'm being irresponsible <laughs> by doing that. Oh, even though I, I feel even though way. I feel very like I'm the eternal optimist. I'm convinced I'll be fine, but 
I'm also stupid. So what am I doing? <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, and that's kind of something that I don't know. I've talked with Dan a little bit about is just my, you know, my Midwestern Catholic upbringing of like, it's the right thing. Like, I mm. feel like the right thing is to not go and that people should, that we've, and it's, it's painful because it's like, yeah. we've been doing this for so long, but it's like, we just have to keep doing <laughs> And by doing it, I mean like not doing things <laughs> well, yeah. just because it's like we just it's we it's what has to be done to be able to get through this. I want to loop back to what you said earlier on, like, right, that there are people right now that feel they need this. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you were saying this just now, I was like, OK, I really want. This, yes. But mm -hmm. do I need this? And if I go because I want it, am I making it less safe for the people who are going because they really do feel like they need it? I don't know. The thing that, that keeps bouncing around in my head, besides obviously all of the other good points that have been made, is that if I were to go, um, and this would be my first event, and I was really excited for the opportunity to engage with the community. I was really excited to, to do the live episode of the show. Like mm -hmm. That was the thing, mm -hmm. the number one thing I was most looking forward to. And if I were to go to this event now, would my anxiety about being there with all of this context ruin the experience yes. for me? And it and would. Yeah, and then, so at I, that point, am I even getting out of the event what I would want to get yeah, out of it? Mm -hmm. And the answer is pro no, probably not. Um, I think I'm just better at denial than you guys. So yeah, yeah that, that, I mean, that's, that was my thing too. Is like if I'm going on a vacation and like my first like real, I mean, we took a trip down to San Diego, but this is like my first real like I'm going on a plane, I'm going to you know I'm in a different city. Like it's I I'm not going to enjoy it, even if. I feel like, you know, with these, the, they're doing so many, they're doing everything they can to ensure the safety on their end as yeah, the, event. the, the event's been wonderful, yeah. wonderful, but I yeah. still just don't feel safe. And even just yeah. like, especially, I think also, um, it might, I might feel a little different if it wasn't Southern decadence mm. at the same at the time, same at the same yeah. time, but it's just like this. It's so much and there's so much that I have to process. That, so, you're, like, so you're saying that you don't for, necessarily trust the behavior of 10,000 gay men from the South <laughs> in the same place that you are. Yeah. I mean, for people who don't know, Southern decadence is basically the Mardi Gras for gay people, which will be happening at the same time in New Orleans as in the same place. Yes. Literally yeah. in the same outside the yeah. door. Yeah. Outside the door. Yeah. yeah. Um, we won't be able to sleep there no matter what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure parties. most people who attend Big, Big Bayou are going to at least go out and foray into that world. Mm -hmm. Well, you won't be able to not. I mean, even yeah. if yeah. you don't want to be in the crowd, you're going to have to pick your yeah. moment when the crowd is like down the street a little bit. Well, farther. and I admit I'd want to play some Margaret Mead. You know, I want, I want to go out and study the strange mating habits of these strange Of the A-gays, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I want to see, I'm, like, I'm curious. And that's not a good mindset to be in right now in an effort to disseminate all information. So I did a little digging and uh, a, a good friend of mine is uh, the head of a very large organization that is not currently able to gather. And a lot of what he's been doing is researching, attending seminars and information sessions about the things you need to worry about and think about for large events. And the, the consistently the number one safety factor for an indoor large scale event is whether or not the air filtration system 100% filters the air versus recycling some percent of it, percentage of it. Yeah. And I don't, without with, I think with the exception of an airplane, 
I can't imagine any hotel space that has a hundred percent without upgrading without, without. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing, I can't think of any space you could book in the country. There there are people that are updating the space for that, for Mm -hmm. that reason, not prior to it. So I can guarantee like the super expensive hotels are probably doing it, you know, just to be able to say they've done it. I reached out to the Royal Sinesta, which is the big Bayou event hotel, um, asking about this because on their website, they, they don't, have that information posted. Um, and so they wrote me back and said, um, you know, our, they, they wrote me back and just pointed me to the page where it talks about like the precautions are taking about COVID and it's a whole bunch of like, we're following like local regulations and it doesn't say anything about. And so I wrote them again and said, Hey, and they wrote me back and said, well, we just talked to our engineers and they said that we, that our system is up to all current regulations. I'm sure that's which true. Which to me, which is probably true yeah. and to me means that it doesn't actually. Yeah. I hate I hate to be that guy, but I'm like I'm curious if the if the regulations they're following are state or local or federal. If they're state or if they're state Well, all. I don't trust. Well, there are no there I, I don't trust clear, Louisiana. There is no regulation yeah. that says you have to have a 100% filtered air system. Like yeah, there, absolutely not. no that is an optional thing that you can choose to do for safety. I but, would be surprised if there's even a local yeah. or state ordinance in some places that says anything about how much yeah. of the air has right. to be fresh mm-hmm. versus recycled. I, mean, right. I, I would trust New Orleans more than I would trust Louisiana. So my um I talked to Michael about this. We've already pretty much talked about it and uh my yeah, my vote is is not to go. That's that's where I'm settling. Oh, there you are. I mean, I'm didn't I I think are basically in the same place and we've kind of gone back there was something last night. I don't know if it was the night before where I was just like, absolutely not. <laughs> I just read something. I'm like, no, this is just what what are we doing at this point? Yeah. Um I, I think if I if I had a decent plan B, like if it were close enough that I could drive back from. Mm-hmm. I would risk it. But I also, you know, I have a, I have a husband who has, you know, you, you take medicines for allergies that suppress mm-hmm. your immune system. And so what if I bring something back? It's, you know, I don't operate as a single man, you know? Yeah. So that is a huge part of my thinking on this too. Um, so while I would, there are, there are reasons I would go. And honestly, this is the event I have most been looking forward to more than, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how to swing that and 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 make it square with my other obligations yeah. to my husband and <laughs> to people on the plane back with me. <laughs> to be oh. clear, I'm sorry. Sorry, I just remembered what we we were watching. Uh, we've been watching a lot of Julia Child <laughs> on uh, Pluto <laughs> TV, and there was a, a chef from New Orleans. It was uh, the Dukie's I think Duke, Dukie's Kitchen. And I was like, oh, we can go there when we're in New Orleans. I'm like, oh, wait, no, we're probably not going. <laughs> oh, it looked so yeah. good. To it's be recent. clear, the, the organizers are doing everything right. They really yes. are. Yeah. And we're not, we're the really event, not trying to pick out Big Bayou. It's no. just, the, it's the closest next event. And the event sounds delightful. I mean, a, a lot of the, I was, okay, so I, I mentioned this to you guys in passing. Are you interested in Swamp Tours, Don? <laughs> I kind of am. I, I think I might want to do. Has that occurred but to you? Yesterday they sent out the email saying like tomorrow is the last day yeah. that you can pre-register for the different expeditions. 
and they put the picture of the swamp boat at the top that was oh, right there when I opened the email. Cool. And every single one of these events just sounds so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm going to be experiencing massive cognitive dissonance if I go. The entire time I'm going to be thinking like I have done something bad. Yeah, so you need just, mm. you need better and, denial skills. That's and that's going to really kind of suck out a lot of the fun I would have at really my first event, yeah. you know. Yeah, I understand. So, yeah. <sighs> Mopey now. Wow, wow, wow. Does this mean we're not going? I think it means we're not going. Yeah. I think it at the very least it means that the live episode is not happening. Yeah. We and should then, pull the trigger sooner rather than later on this. I yes. Yeah, so officially on their website, the, the hotel, if you've booked through the hotel, um, they say that you have up to th- you you have to cancel your reservation at least three days in advance, unless there's a special event happening, stuff like Mardi Gras. As far as I've seen Southern Decadence hasn't triggered that special event clause, which would yeah. basically mean that you have to cancel 30 days in advance as opposed to three, yeah. which we're well past. Uh, it's hard to say. Which though. I find kind of funny because anything like Mardi Gras, it's not like, oh, we couldn't possibly find anybody yeah. within 30 <laughs> days to take your room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even I think within like day of. No, I, I think it's so the they room. can sell the room twice is what it's for. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Certainly. Yeah, or three much. times. Um, All right. But that's about as much as we know. Uh, and hopefully it helps you make an informed decision. We're not, I, I will, for, for my, for me, for my money, I will say I'm not, I do not want to advocate for any other person besides myself. I don't think, yeah. I don't think I know yeah. enough to, to make informed decisions or advise people about what they should or shouldn't do. I'm, making this decision for, for me and yeah. partially. Yeah. For and my and we will not condemn people for no, going. To no. This. Yeah. And if uh, I were in different circumstances, I probably would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, is there anything more to add to this topic? <sighs> Fuck so you COVID. Uh, I know. It's so frustrating. Okay. Uh, do we have a tip today? Um, <laughs> do what's best for you. Follow your dreams. Take care. <laughs> take care of your health, both mental and physical. Yes. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about, and I've said this to Dan, so maybe this is a tip for, for people who have decided what's best for them is to not go to the event. And I think we should have a little like Nolan's party at home. Oh, I was, I was thinking about getting, uh, cause you, so Cafe du Monde is one of the just iconic, wonderful, iconic, yeah. wonderful parts oh, yeah, of going to New when Orleans. When people say beignets in New Orleans, they mean beignets at Cafe du Monde. Um, yeah. And because they are such an icon, um, you can get coffee from them. You can get the beignet mix. Oh. Um, as in it's, as in it's in available in grocery stores. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not every grocery, but yeah. I, I've, I'm see, I've I see seen it more it. and more. I've definitely seen it. Um, you we can certainly the, order it from them. We saw it at the yeah. Korean grocery store <laughs> um, the other day, which I was just like, oh, like, okay, like, Go Cafe du Monde being an H Mart. <laughs> um, and just, I don't know, treat yourself. Um, I was saying before we started recording, maybe we could rig up a bunch of humidifiers <laughs> and, an, and an industrial fan Crank the uh, heat. for Don to get that fan boat experience. Just get a stuffed, a stuffed crocodile to attack yeah. me with every once in a while. That's right. And t- get some uh, rotisserie chickens to just throw on the floor. I do have the perfect cocktail for it. If we don't go, I think I will order a king's cake from New Orleans. A friend of mine gets that every year, mm. and it looks very festive. And can exciting. you get it off season? I don't know. All right, I think you can. Uh, check out Gold Belly. Okay, check out Gold Belly, listener. You can get that's our tip. Uh, you you can get um uh, a muffaletta from 
Oh, uh, Central Grocery. Yes. Well, they ship it. What is a muffaletta? Yeah. Uh, it is the most heavenly of sandwiches. There's all these things I oh, want to go to New Orleans for. It's a muffaletta. It is a it is a sandwich made of all these wonderful Italian deli meats and uh, tapenade and tapenade and a mm-hmm. little bit of giardinera and olive oil, and it is compressed on semolina bread. It's really good, and it's it's so nice. I don't know how authentic it is, but I know that you can get them at uh, Jones and Third. In LA. You know it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Well, okay. you can get it from the place. They'll ship it. It's like they ship it. You get it in 24 hours. And I, it, it really, if you, you wouldn't would want it, it made fresh. Away? You would want it. No, you would want it made the day before. So the bread and everything has a chance to marinate. So mm-hmm. it's not a bad idea. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let, let, let's, if we don't go, let us order a muffalata <laughs> picnic for ourselves when we do an episode of the Maybe podcast. we should also think about putting together a, uh, another live Zoom Special summer yeah. summertime special live from New Orleans. Yeah, they can close. have New Orleans backdrop. Yes. <laughs> Don, oh. we'll get a video of a fan boat, and you can be have that as your virtual Yay. Zoom background. Like we'll we'll put like a really long flowing wig on you and blow some wind past your face <laughs> so people can tell that you're moving. He's yeah. <laughs> I look very strange with long hair. Um, all right, well we have a bit today. Yay! Ooh. So. I, it occurred to me after I wrote all this down where I'm like, okay, this might sound like I'm making fun of medical technology. I am not, right? <laughs> Science is an evolution. And sometimes to get to the right answer to things, you must go through the wrong answer. So some of the things that I have are these sort of epic misbeliefs that medicine has had about the human body in the past. Mm-hmm. All right. So Pliny the Elder. Oh, yes. Ancient Roman philosopher and naturalist believe all of the following were side effects of women's menstruation, except for which? <laughs> One, killing swarms of bees. A side effect of menstruation. A side effect of Is menstruation. bees dropped in. Killing swarms of bees. <laughs> okay. Two, dimming the brightness of mirrors. <laughs> what? Three, blunting steel blades. Or four, controlling the minds and hearts of men. Oh, controlling the minds and hearts of men. Which, which one of the following was not? Oh. Yeah. oh three of those are real. Three of those are real. Oh, which God. one is the fake? <laughs> oh, jeez. I want to say- Well, then it would be minds and hearts of men because the other ones are all have to do with like the natural world. <laughs> I would say killing bees. Okay. I would say blunting steel blades. Okay. The correct one, the one they did not believe was controlling the minds and hearts of I men. I win. Well done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all of the three things. And Pliny the Elder was, while he's not necessarily a physician, his research was used by physicians up until like, I think the Middle Ages. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, until we had science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which of the following was not a belief held about masturbation during the British Victorian era? <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus. That it was good for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, it led to being women, it led to women being flat chested. Hmm. It would drive you insane. Uh-huh. It would grow hair on your hands. Mm-hmm. Or it would lead to same-sex attraction. Mm. Huh. Which one was not a belief held held in British Victoria? I'm gonna say era? growing hair on your hands because I have heard that, but I don't know that that's okay from that era. All right, we got Michael with hairy palms. Yes. I'm gonna go with uh it would lead to women being fat chested or flat chested because I don't think they considered I don't think they considered women sexual enough to even masturbate. Like, I don't think that was a concern. Okay. Hmm. I'm also going to go with flat chested because I can almost see like 
masturbation being used as treatment for flat chest stuff in just that time because they would just do that sometimes to like i don't know she's hysterical just give her this vibrator she's so funny no. um fill it with bees yeah oh, well the correct answer the one they did not believe was it would lead to same-sex attraction really huh. yeah um they did we believe that a woman masturbating would provide a flat chest and I think it was high cheekbones, which was considered to be unattractive. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you gotta love how beauty standards just completely random. And that they're always, always inviolable. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> From ancient times through the Middle Ages, in what I'm assuming was Europe, the, the article I read did not spe- specify where this was. I'm guessing it was Europe. What did people believe that breast milk was. Oh dear. One, biblical manna from heaven, the same (laughs) substance the Jews ate while fleeing Egypt. (laughs) Two, menstrual blood that had been heated, coagulated, and whitened by hot air. (laughs) Three, liquefied bone and brain matter, which explained why women were inferior physically and mentally. Or four, a physical manifestation of moonlight, Collected and distilled by the woman's body. I'm going to say manna from heaven. I want to say, um, just because I like it, the the moonlight. Moonlight? <laughs> I have no idea. That sounds too pagan to me. Well, that was kind of why I like it. But um, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea, but ages, so. I know two things. I know that I'm lost, and I know that Trevor's usually right. So <laughs> I'm going with moonlight. Okay. The correct answer is, in fact, menstrual blood. That had been heated, coagulated, oh and whited, uh, whitened oh. by hot air. When will but I see, learn to go with the dumbest one? The I was convinced stupidest. it wasn't that because I feel like they would have tried to replicate it. Maybe they did. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, last one. Ready? The Roman physician Galen, whose work influenced medicine well into the Middle Ages, believed that the brain was made of what? <laughs> one. Fat suspended in mucus. Two, wind contained in intestines. <laughs> Three, sound waves trapped in muscle and fat tissue. Or four, solid semen that would be liquefied and transported to the testes. What's the first one again? Fat suspended in mucus. I'm going to go with that. Just yeah, I also want to go with the least, that. It's just everything else is just got two really with fat. I... <laughs> I have no idea. Sure. Fat suspended in mucus. We're going, we're all going down together. <laughs> all right. Everyone's reaching for the fat, but in fact, it was solid semen. Uh, Galen uh, believed that the brain was made of semen. And this is why women didn't have brains. The article didn't go into that one. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, but, uh, Oh, can I, I, I just wanted to say we were all kind of groaning at the whole, like menstrual blood thing. I just want to clarify. That's not because it's about women's menstrual cycles. It's about the fact that it's blood. Just so, like, I don't want to. Well, like, and and the and the the preposterousness of the. Of, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just for don't me, it's just that like, it's dumb. You know? yeah, yeah, I just don't want to make sure that we're not like perpetuating the stereotype that women's menstrual cycles are like gross yeah. and icky and like. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. a lot that, of this is not the problem with that question. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it's, at <laughs> the time a lot of this stuff just seemed self evident to the people who thought about Aye. it. Um, so now maybe we can understand how misinformation can fly around the world so quickly. Oh my oh, god! And those people are alive today, not taking the vaccine. Yep. Oh, God, did you see there was someone that the reason they didn't take the vaccine was because they saw the movie I Am Legend. What? 
Oh, oh right. Oh my God. Yes, oh yes, my yes, God. yes. Yes. My favorite COVID idiocy is, and I heard this from a physician on NPR, she was being interviewed. You know, she's having to talk the patient through their concerns about vaccination. And at one point she, you know, puts a magnet on her own body and the magnet falls off. And the patient oh, is stunned. He's stunned because the patient had heard from Fox News or some other story that, you know, the COVID vaccine magnetizes you. I saw a woman well, in a, a town tracker. hall meeting. It's oh. they inject a tracker in you yeah. that is magnetic. Oh my God. I saw a woman in a town town hall meeting screaming about that mm-hmm. at a city council, and she takes a key, shoves it, and like holds it against her neck, and, it and then it sticks. <laughs> and she's like, "Look, it's proof. I'm magnetized." I'm like, oh, your key God. is aluminum, idiot. <laughs> oh God, oh, the dumb is real. <laughs> Well, maybe you have <laughs> a key stuck to your a neck. A key stuck to your neck, and you want to tell us about it. <laughs> We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Leave us five stars on Podchaser and Apple uh, Podcast. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. You're uh, more motorcycle sounds here. You're rolling <laughs> with us. We're, we're going down going down the highway with the caramel curves. Now you're part of the, the big, fat, gay, hot crew. <laughs> um, we're, we're racing. We're veering. And, um, but we, we drive by a key factory, and we're all vaccinated. So please start <laughs> flying towards us. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs>